right, everybody. Welcome to the Kevon Show. Uh, this is my first take. I've never done a podcast. Don't know what the hell I'm doing. So I thank you for uh, somehow searching for this shit and pressing play. And for those of my friends that received the link, thank you for pressing play because you probably knew it was going to be on some bullshit and you're absolutely right. So um, this show... I really created it because I'm bored, and instead of coping in an unhealthy way, I decided to do something that's a little bit healthier than uh, smoking weed and drinking alcohol and all this other shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just did this because I was bored. You know, 2020 has been a wild year for all of us, and it's impacted a lot of people in many different ways, uh, ways that we didn't think it would impact us and ways that uh, are positive for some. It's just a really trying year, not to mention the bullshit politics and that overhanging over a damn pandemic that people seem to not really care about. But um, this is just my way of kind of expressing myself and showing myself to uh, anyone that I really listen. Um, I'm not doing it for money. I mean, it'd be cool if I made some, but I'm not doing it for money and not doing it for, um, I guess, clout or anything like that. It's really just something fun for me to do and to give y'all something entertaining to listen to whenever. And so on this show, what I really plan on talking about is just really about my life, the shit that goes on throughout the week, anything new. Um, I do want to get to a point where I'm asking y'all, my listeners and friends, you know, what are some things you want to discuss and then do different interviews. But for now, it's just something to kind of go along with. Um, That can range from topics about food because a bitch is going to eat no matter how much I'm struggling or (laughs) what it's looking like. Um, Roller coasters, cars, friends, relationships, like anything we're gonna cover all this topic so uh hang tight and let's see where it goes oh and let me tell y'all um this section coming up it's the first time that i did it but i actually recorded 30 minutes of it and i am absolutely not going to re-record this shit it is a uh, genuine it's real as I learn and go through this process, I learn how to, you know, structure my structure my podcast a little bit in a different way and learn how to speak to you all a little bit differently. It's kind of rough at times, but I'm absolutely not going by and redoing that shit. So enjoy. I have three words for y'all. Megan the Stallion. If you haven't listened to her new album, Good News, you need to go listen to it right the fuck now. And I'm serious about that shit. So Meg dropped her project a few weeks ago. And, you know, I had expectations because I know her skill as a rapper. She's very, very talented. She's on point. She's direct. She writes her shit, at least from what I see, she writes it. She's aggressive. she, She comes for these niggas' throats every time. And... It's not a game. So with Meg dropping this album, I said, okay, this is going to be some good shit to vibe to. Maybe it's going to have a few songs that I like um, because that's how her other projects have been. I haven't been in love with them. I respected the craft, respected the artistry, her flow, her ability. But with this album, nah, she fucked this shit up. From the jump, she started off with Shots Fired. Now, we all know what happened with Tori Lanez, Lanez, however you say that bullshit-ass name. And how he ended up shooting Megan Thee Stallion. This is not the place to argue about that. He did shoot a woman. He shot Meg. She didn't shoot him. Don't know what caused it to happen or whatever. But she got shot by him. And that nigga deserves to go to jail. So fuck him until the day I die. But getting back on topic. She talked about what happened in this song. And you know. 
how it's been playing out in her life. Like she kind of comes for him. And I personally haven't heard a mainstream female rapper ever come for a man so directly on this song. The first time I played this shit, now, of course, it was a little bit lit, so I had to stop it. But I was 15 seconds in and I was in absolute disbelief that she said the shit that she said. Like, it's just some shit you don't hear nowadays. But I love that Megan just, you know, let's address this shit from the jump. Let me roast your ass, light your bitch ass up, and then we're going to move you out the way and keep going. After that song, she gets into another song called Circles, which to me, it feels like a victory lap for her. As someone who's been following Meg for the last for the last year, maybe year and a half, I really like that she's having her moment. You know, she's got two number one records, one with uh, Beyonce. Does she have two? I think she has two. But um, she's she's doing these records. She's getting a lot of shit. She's finally getting her accolades. And Circles is talking about what life is like without her mother, the shit that she goes through. It just feels like a victory lap because she's now through all the drama that's happened of her losing her mom, the Tori Lynette shooting, her being a woman in general, um, her dealing with all this shit, she's finally released her album. So for me, I, I felt really, really proud about Megan that she's finally at this phase. And that's, I think that's the vibe she meant to give. If not, oops, I'm wrong. I'm wrong all the time. But that's what I got from that. Uh, now, I'm not going to go through each song. But I'm just going to hit some highlights. This next one, Cry Baby. <sighs> if the clubs were open, y'all, it would be a rap. Like, there's so many songs that I wish I could go to the club with. Shout out to Levi High by Danny Lay. But this song, Crybaby featuring the baby, this shit goes off. Like, a lot of people don't like Meg and the baby together. They say it's overdone. I think it's only happened twice or three times. But for me, I was like, oh, <laughs> it's over for these niggas. Like, the baby did his thing like usual. He always hops on a petty ass beat. <laughs> and y'all know exactly what I'm talking about when I say that beat. I ain't gonna recreate it, but y'all know exactly what I mean. But Meg came and ate that shit up too. Like she's she's not gonna get outshined on a track. She's just not gonna do it. And that's a trend that I also noticed with female rappers. Um, there's something that they bring to a song that for me, men don't. It's either their vocal inflections, their flow, the shit that they're talking. It's almost like they're telling male rappers. You talking your shit? I'm going to talk mine. But it's going to be better no matter what. So she ate that shit up. Shout out to that Do It On The Tip featuring City Girls. Listen, Do It On The Tip. What do you think they're talking about? It is that shit. It's just a really good body of work. If I had to recommend a few songs, um, I recommend Don't Rock Me To Sleep. Let me stop fucking with y'all. I don't like that song. That's the worst one album to me. Still not bad, but Megan sis. <laughs> um. I recommend Work That. I recommend Movie, Do It On The Tip, Cry Baby, Baby, excuse me, Circles. And then mm, out of the songs that we haven't heard yet that aren't singles, I recommend those. They kind of give a different side of her. Plus Intercourse. Intercourse is really good. She's like kind of sing rapping in this one. But I just want to say shout out to Meg because releasing an album, going through all that label drama, having your mom pass away, being in school, dealing with a nigga with short nigga syndrome that needs to go back to his fucking country because I can't stand Tori's ass. You need to get the fuck up out of here. All that shit to release such a good and truthful body of work is something that you don't see too often. And especially with her being a female rapper, of course, all these artists have some type of machine behind them. But Meg feels genuine, you know. I see her putting in the work. I see her going on to interviews and doing, what is it called, freestyling right there, eating shit up. Like, the skill is there to see her put it on wax, on actually a body of work. That's what I needed. So shout out to Meg. You did this shit. I fuck with it. No one's coming for you. 
So, after I made this album, album, I now want to say that over the last week, I've kind of been obsessed with a certain car. So, if you know me, you know I love my cars. Um, I'm currently getting into Genesis. So, if you don't know much about cars, but I assume some of y'all don't, or you just don't give a fuck and you go skip it, cool. But Genesis is a upstart luxury brand that came way of Hyundai. So, kind of like, what's another example? Kind of like how Toyota has made Lexus. Honda makes Acura, um, Hyundai makes Genesis. Now, the thing about Genesis is that they actually make good quality cars. They don't settle or compromise. There's a little here and there, but as someone like myself who's a driver and I love the performance aspect of aspect of cars, Genesis really delivers. So they give you your car with the features, they give you your car with the performance, they give you the warranty to back it up. It's a new car, we don't know if it's going to break the fuck down, but guess what? They have a warranty, so if it does, you take that shit in and no one cares, uh, except for your day, because your day will probably be ruined. But Genesis is really doing the shit, like, as an enthusiast and someone, my first car was a 2003 BMW 330i sedan. I love that car. It's still the best driving car that I've ever had, but you know, when I went to go get something new, their new 2012 uh, 3 Series, when that came out, it wasn't up to par. To me, it didn't drive right. It didn't have um, the right specs on it. The price was, uh, why am I paying $55,000? Or why would a new buyer be paying $55,000 for some bullshit? Like, it just wasn't it. I remember the first day that I test drove it with my dad. I sat down in the driver's seat, cranked it up, and turned the steering wheel and was like, what the fuck is this? We didn't even leave the BMW dealership yet. So... BMW, to me, they're kind of, now they're trying to get back on track. Um, but no, but Genesis, based on the reviews and from me reading these auto blogs almost daily and over the last three or four years, it's like they came in the game swinging. They said, okay, BMW did this successfully. Let me take that shit, put it into a car. Uh, Cadillac did XYZ with their platform on the ATS. Let us build a platform that's good as hell, put it into the car. It's like they took the whole piece of meat trim the fat, and you get an excellent vehicle. So the vehicle that I'm currently obsessed with is the Genesis GV80. And that is a new SUV that they have. So um, I believe it competes with the X5 from BMW, not the X7 maybe. Um, but it's like a mid-sized SUV, but it is fucking gorgeous. And the reason why I like it so much is because the designer of the Bentley SUV actually works for Hyundai. So imagine taking the Bentley SUV and basically making another version of that on a different platform. But to me, that looks better. Like, visually, I truly believe that the Genesis looks better than the Bentley. It's just, the styling is just there. Now, of course, the Bentley has more metals, more trims, more aluminum, and all that, you know, real, real-ass materials where in the Genesis, you pay $50,000 or $60,000, you are not going to get the same materials in a $200,000 car. But the design of it is there, and I've been obsessed with it. So this week, I've caught myself, you know, looking at videos, looking at reviews of it. Um, I even told my mom and dad, hey, if you're looking to get a luxury SUV for some reason, you should get the Genesis GV80. So shout out to Genesis. You know, you've really been on your shit. At first, I was a doubter. You know, even when I did drive the G70 a few years ago, I believe that's what it was, um, I felt the controls in it were kind of were shitty. Like, you know, you market yourself as a luxury car brand. You don't use the parts from a Hyundai. Um, it's just not in the same league as that you're presenting. But they've really taken care of all that shit and made an amazing vehicle based on reviews. And I've actually looked up to see if there's any dealerships in Raleigh, uh, in the Raleigh-Durham area, 
but I don't think they have any in. But I really want to go check that out myself and put my hands on it. Speaking of cars, I also went to the BMW dealership this week. Um, as I said, my first car was a BMW. And when I was younger, I basically would go to dealerships for fun, test drive cars, and then go back home. You know, make them think you're about to buy it, but then you don't because I'm a broke bitch. I don't have the money. But I went to go check out the new 3 Series because the review set out was really good. Um, I didn't get to drive it. I didn't ask to drive it. Um, but it wasn't. It was a wet day, so I can't even really drive it how I want to if I did. But BMW has made progress with their car. My thing is, I feel like with BMW, there's always a compromise. So, if you, it's like you can have an amazing car, but why are you compromising? The BMW that I checked out was a 2021 or 2020. 340i or m40i i think it was an m40i so it's not a m3 m340i i don't fucking know google that shit y'all i'm doing too much with this but basically it wasn't the performance version of the car but it was the higher output engine with the performance specs and trims and whatever else comes with it but when i sat down on the inside it's like it felt like it was it felt like it should have been ten thousand dollars lower than the sixty four or sixty six thousand dollar price tag that I saw. And this comes back to my problem with BMW. You know, at first you started making a car that didn't drive the way it should. As a driver, that's what I prioritized. You pissed me off, I left and went and got an Audi. What am I gonna do with it? Now I'm gonna try to create the same experience that I had out of your new generation. It's not what I want, you're not giving it to me. Nowadays, okay, you're giving me back some of that um driving experience based on the reviews. Cool, let me go check it out. But when I sit down on the inside, I shouldn't feel like parts or certain pieces in my Honda Accord, 2.0 Sport for Juwan, um, I shouldn't feel like some of the materials in my car is better than yours. I may be wrong, it may not be the same, but even certain things such as the trim switches on the doors, um, the buttons on the doors, it's like even some of the plastic feeling, why does it feel the same? Or worse than what's in my Honda. That's my issue with BMW. It seems like they've lost their way. I just don't understand why you can't create everything that people want. Make a good driving car with good quality. It's not that fucking hard. And in the 4 Series, I don't know what the hell you did with that. If you want to laugh at some shit, Google the 2020 BMW M4 or the 2020 BMW 4 Series. What the fuck is that grill, y'all? I could, like, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. You could probably buy a watermelon and stand that shit up, and it would fit inside of one half of the grills. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. If they keep doing this shit, it's going to be a problem. BMW's just, they got to get together. I really, I was rooting for myself <laughs> to go back to BMW, but after this shit, I really don't think that I can do it. And so I think for my next car in the next five, six years, because, you know, a bitch got to keep them in rotation because I love cars. Um. I'm going to go ahead and check out to see what Genesis really has to offer because they're offering a car that has amazing warranty. So therefore, the reliability is going to be up there. Amazing quality. It's driving better than BMWs. Why the fuck would I not get it? Make it make sense. BMW just been on that bullshit. This turned into an anti-BMW rant. It's not that. It's just that they're on their bullshit. But they just got to get together. Like, why did BMW charge you to use CarPlay in your car? Now, think about all y'all that are listening. If you've been in a newer car or if you have a car that you can plug your phone up, boom, CarPlay is there. Hmm. BMW has it, but they were charging y'all ass. I believe this year they just stopped charging. Why are you doing stupid shit? It's just the stupid shit. This year's issue has been stupid shit. All my complaints, stupid shit. Anyways, BMW, get it together. The Genesis GV80 is beautiful. I love that SUV. I have to go out there and see it. 
Um, as y'all can tell, I'm passionate about cars and driving. And I, I personally, you know, I personally love SUVs. Before I got my Audi A5, which is a two-door coupe, I wanted an Audi Q5. I wanted an SUV because for me, I need something that's fast, smooth, and that can carry my fucking friends around because a bitch stays moving and I bring their asses too. So shout out to Genesis. Y'all will be, you know, you, you, I'll be looking for y'all on the horizon in a few years to see what the hell you got. And if you've got the right project or the right uh, car and product, I'm going to go for it. So shout out to y'all. So here, um, <laughs> I'm going to talk about a little bit of a damn adventure that I have went on. So if you know me and you're already new to this, good. If you didn't know, don't judge me. And if you do judge, hang the fuck up because nobody wants you to hear what the fuck I have to say and I don't care about it. But basically, um, yesterday was my day to do my edible and go on a little adventure. So what did I do? I took the edible. 25 minutes later, that's when that shit started to hit. And I said, all right, now it's time to leave the house. Mama did see y'all later. Y'all go do some shit to annoy me or something. I'm going to go ahead and leave. First thing I did, looked in my car. I have about 95 miles on my tank. Granted, you know that's fine, but I don't know what the hell I'm going to get into. So I decided to stop at the same gas station I always do. Only thing is that I use a different pump. Y'all, I tried to use my touchless pay, my Apple pay for my watch, and nothing was going on. So I said, hmm, okay, you know, shit always happens when you're high. Let me go ahead and open up my wallet, put in my fucking credit card. The shit got stuck in the machine while I was high. This edible is beating my ass at your local BP, and my fucking credit card is stuck. It is stuck. So I had to gather the strength to leave my car. Left my phone in it, but I locked my car. Left my credit card in the pump that wouldn't pull out. Go inside and get in line. People are in there with no mask on because why? Niggas, they don't care about the damn pandemic. And so I told the man, hey, this shit is stuck in the car machine or stuck in the ATM. Damn, I cannot speak, not the ATM, but stuck in the gas pump. So what I did at this point, um, I told him, I said a little prayer. God clearly came through and the guy was able to somehow press a button to unlock it. I just moved up to a different pump use the same pump that I normally use, and then pull the fuck off. Things did work out, but of course, it happens when you're high. The fear was real. You probably don't care, but if you ever get high and shit like this be happening, you're just wondering how the fuck it's about to go down. I just knew he was going to have to call somebody out to fix the machine, and I was going to have to stand there high for the next two or three hours. Uh, maybe until the next day. It may have not got fixed because um it's a Sunday when this happened. But, but yeah, that shit happened, so I finally left there. And then what did I do? I said, well, my ass need a snack, so let me go to the Dollar Tree. Went to a Dollar Tree and got me some Haribo gummies. Those were delicious. Drove to McDonald's. I know it's trash, but y'all know them burgers be hitting, so don't even judge. Got a McDouble and a fry. Y'all, the McDouble was popping, okay? They didn't put no mustard or ketchup on it. I didn't want that shit. No onions. Didn't want that shit. The McDouble was popping. But them fries, where the fuck was the salt? Now, you know if you're getting McDonald's fries... You want the salt. It's nothing without the salt. Like, why would I just want some raw-ass potatoes? There was no salt, y'all. I almost took my ass back in line to get some fucking salt packets for this shit. But I didn't do it. You know, Christina said, you know, it was a good thing. So I wouldn't put that poison into my body. So that's what I'm doing. But I was pissed off. Anyways, ate my McDouble. Ate my gummy bears. Put a smile on my face and went on to the trail. So I went on to Lake Johnson, y'all. Lake Johnson <laughs> pandemic. So what did they do? They shut that shit down. I couldn't go where I normally wanted to. Not to mention, I'm high the whole time. So I had to pull over somewhere, Google Lake Johnson Park, 
figure out where I can go park my car safely. That's not on no bullshit, not on the side of a street, but in in an actual, you know, parking lot and then go. So I traveled 10 more minutes, found where I needed to go. Didn't know where the fuck to go. Y'all, this lady came out to talk to me and I hope I didn't look too lost. I think I was just outside, (laughs) but she came to talk to me and she walked to this sign and you know, I was focused as hell looking and trying to follow along with her. Uh, Walked to the sign it showed some trail. Don't remember what it was. Then she looked up and pointed at me. She said, okay, you need to go over here and walk along the fence. Now, I'm in a new area that I've never been to. And I was outside. There was two people behind me. I think there were a couple. But I'm focused as hell walking along a fence that had been, like, basically raped with leaves. And then going into the woods. I felt fucking insane. This is not normal. I know it's just another way to get down to the trail that they created, I guess, because the main entrance to Lake Johnson was closed. But for me, I'm like, this shit is insane. Why is it happening? I feel lost as hell. There's somebody behind me. Am I walking normal? Am I standing up straight? Am I leaning forward? I had to go down this giant hill, y'all. It felt like a quarter of a mile. It may have been a quarter of a mile. Probably, honestly, it's probably half of that shit. But I was so focused walking down there. Not to mention... If you don't notice, now you do. I fucking hate snakes. I didn't see a snake, thank God. But I was walking in the woods. And honestly, more times than not, when I walk in the woods, I see a snake at this point. That's just the truth. I didn't see any yesterday, but I was focused so much. And when I finally got down around Lake Johnson, it wasn't like the normal setup of the lake. There was no overlook or no walkways over the water. I was basically on a trail, a wide trail, beside the lake. There was nowhere to sit, nothing. So you know what I did? I said, this is too fucking much. I took a picture of the damn water so I could remember that I went there and took my ass back up that hill and went back home. I felt insane. Everybody that walked by, I was like, I know they probably think he's crazy because every time somebody would approach, I would try to act normal and be on my phone. But the gag is I wasn't on my phone. So my fingers were moving, but my eyes were looking in the other direction and the phone screen was black. It was just too much. But I did that shit, got in my car and then drove back home and said, you know what? I'll just ride out my high at the house. So that was my damn adventure. Um, Me and weed have a nice little relationship. I do like to partake in the devil's lettuce is what certain people call it. But um, for me, when I do it, I like to have an experience out of it. And I have found myself, you know, with being home, my high is a little bit different because I'm consciously aware that I'm high around my parents and I want to have my own space. So I'll go down to our basement. But then and it's a furnished basement. It's not like a dark a cellar or nothing. It's a furnished basement. But I go down here, but it's still not the same as having your own place. And, you know, just in retro retrospection, is that the word? Yeah. In retrospect, looking back on it, I really am looking forward to having my own place when uh things do line up and I find another job and where I'm making money and I can have my own shit. But for now, you know, this isn't a bad situation. But I just like my highs to be a certain way and I'm trying to make an experience out of it. Yesterday was too damn much. Couldn't do it. It was too hard to handle. Um, that kind of ties into this next area that I kind of want to talk about, um, my personal life, you know, 2020, I went through a breakup this year. Um, we're friends now, which is great, but that was still rough. I went to a, so I went through the breakup. I am in a pandemic. I got laid off from my job. I can't do shit as you know, if you know me, you know, I love roller coasters. SeaWorld, Bush Gardens, they were shut the fuck down. So what does my hyper ass have to do? Not shit. I bought some skates, but can't really do that here in North Carolina because uh, last time I was on a trail trying to skate, well, trying to ride, I saw a copperhead, which is a venomous snake, and it was a big-ass one. Thank God I was on a bike because I would have fucked up or got bit. But, you know, it's just not the same. Um, 
things have been things have been pretty rough. I am making it through. I don't want you all to be worried or nothing, but I do have some lower days. And, you know, last week I started off strong on Monday. That's when I kind of readjusted my focus as far as applying for jobs. And I told myself, hey, you know what? I'm going to apply for things a little bit lower because I do need to get the experience. Clearly, no one is going to take a chance on me right now because of the pandemic and because other people are qualified and have been in the role. Um, as opposed to me who hasn't been in a role, I'm not qualified. I can do it. I have certain experience, but I'm not willing to take that risk when, you know, you have three or four other people who already have the experience and more of what you need because they got laid off. So I had that readjustment on Monday. However, when I came back down, like, and just focused, Monday was a very productive day. I think I applied to 10 jobs, maybe. The next day, y'all, this depression <laughs> was on my ass. It was beating my ass. Like I struggled to get out the house, and I'm very extroverted. I love to go run around and do the random shit that no one wants to do. Like I will run your errands for you because it involves me getting in a car and driving and going to do some shit. I really do like doing that shit, but I struggle getting out the house. And you know, I'm usually open with my parents, but. I, there's just some type of guard that's there that I'm going to have to personally work on <laughs> when I want to, not right now, but I have a little bit of a guard up and I was in my room just, you know, researching how to do this podcast and I was actually in a better place, but my mom came in, she checked in on me and she asked me how I was doing and that's when I told her, I was like, you know, today's just rough and she told me, she was like, you know, I went through my own type of depression, you know, a while back and just dealing with life and she said, you know, sometimes it is hard. Um, even though I have a master's degree in marriage couple and family therapy, this year really showed me what anxiety and depression was. I didn't know what anxiety was until I started to feel it. Um, of course, this happened when I had, I didn't have COVID, but during the COVID pandemic, and I thought that I had COVID. So I, I bought a thermometer, I bought a pulse oximeter. I thought something was going on and that my heartbeat was racing. No, that's anxiety. I don't know how the fuck y'all niggas live with that shit all the time. More praise to y'all because that shit is insane. But this year, I just found out what anxiety was, and really last week, that was my first really bout with depression in that same way that I've had all year, and um, I know you're probably thinking, well, damn, you lost your job, you lost your man, you lost um, living in Florida, now you're in a client, you lost all this shit, you haven't been depressed before. It wasn't too bad. I hated my job. That was some bullshit, and it wasn't for me, and them niggas know I'm not doing that shit again, but the depression really came from me applying to these jobs, and now I'm just waiting to hear back. It makes you feel like you're not valued, even though you know you have a master's. You know you can learn the work. You know you can do it, but the companies just aren't taking the initiative or you know taking the time to pull someone like you. And I completely get it because from a business standpoint, you're in a pandemic. You are strapped for cash. You want to get in. You want to hire someone that knows what they're doing. And because we're in a pandemic, that person is more than likely to accept a lower wage and a lower rate of pay. So why would they want someone like me that they hopefully they know with a master's degree, you're going to try to give me more money. I don't have the experience, but you have to train me on top of that. And plus, you're not going to lowball me as well, because for me, I'm not doing X, Y, Z. The one interview I've had before, she tried to lowball me less than 50K. And I was like, girl, let me tell you right now, um, you got me fucked up. This sounds like some bullshit. I'm not doing it. And so we could tell off the first phone screen that it was not going to work because she was going to try to put me in a bad situation. I just wasn't going to do it. But why would you, as a business, you know, do that to somebody while you're in a pandemic? You're not going to. And so it's been really hard to kind of keep my head straight on, to keep me focused and to truly 
believe that I'm doing the right thing. You know, I've been very blessed to have my parents. I've been very blessed to have this family to where I can come home. I know that there's a lot of people that can't do it, but I realize I'm very blessed, but I'm still very hard on myself because I know the life that I want. I know what I want to do and I'm motivated to do it. However, it's really hard every day. You know, I've been laid off since technically June. June 16th was the day. That's a funny date. But um, <laughs> if you know, you know. But I was laid off technically on June 16th, but I haven't worked since May 16th. You know, a few days in between, uh, within that one month before I was actually laid off, I sent my old manager some old work and we got through stuff, but I was just getting paid. I wasn't, you know, I didn't have to work work on those days. But it's been really hard, you know, your self-esteem kind of goes down. I don't have the gym to go to. I could go, but I'm not trying to get COVID and bring it to my family, so my bitch ain't going. But it's just a lot of things that get to you, and it finally really got to me. And uh, it just goes to show, you know, for those who are out there struggling, take care of yourself. It's okay to not be okay. I'm preaching to the choir, and uh, <laughs> it's hard for me to accept this myself. But if someone else can hear the message, it's going to make a, you know, make a big deal to make a big impact to know that you're not alone. Like, you really have to think about all factors. Don't be so hard on yourself. Like, you know, the way that society has set us up, we really want the best for ourselves at all times. If we're not striving towards a goal or not making progress, something is off. And that's how I feel. But that's just not reality. You know, this is my time to be home and to see my parents. You know, thanks to my old job, I hadn't been home in two years for Christmas. Think about that. Ain't that some bullshit? That's why I told you. I'm not going back to them niggas, but <laughs> like I hadn't been home with my family for two years and now I finally get to be home with them for months at a time. I've been home for three months now. Um, I'm comfortable here. You know, I don't have to worry about shit. I don't have to worry about bills. My parents are both retired. It's the best situation that it can be. And so I'm probably processing this uh, as I'm reading it to y'all, but just realize, you know, you're doing the best you can in that moment. It's not easy. Not always going to be easy. But um, it is what it is. On a last note, I was deciding if I was going to talk about this. All I got to say is fuck Trump, fuck him, the whole administration, fuck the whole family. I want to say fuck the kid because I don't know what type of beliefs he has. If he supports his daddy, fuck him too. I'm sick of this shit. Y'all fucking suck. There ain't no damn reason all these people should be fucking dead. I fucking hate y'all. No, I, well, I don't hate y'all. <laughs> Let me not say hate. I don't like y'all a lot. If y'all disappear off the face of the earth, it would literally make things better because you're no longer oppressing minorities and other people in this country. Fuck y'all. Joe Biden and Kamala, y'all asses got to get in here and do some real work. This little bullshit change that Democratic Party has been on, it's time for y'all to get in there and actually listen to the people and do this. There's no reason why this election should have been as close. Should I can't even speak, y'all. I'm done. Got so heated, so heated. But there's no reason... But this election was as close as it should have been. To me, this comes as a result of not listening to the actual voters. You know, we have things that we want. I don't really know which way y'all listeners are going to lean. I can assume you're going to lean more Democratic and more left. But there's things that the Democratic Party isn't listening to. And my thoughts on that is if you don't listen soon, um, you're going to lose them. And then next thing you know, these future elections, Republicans are going to win. And it's not going to be OK. But we have to do better. I'm sick of all this shit. I know that y'all are. Thank God Joe Biden and Kamala won. They're about to be in the White House January 20th. I cannot wait. It's, well, it's not less than a month, but it's a month and six days. I'm ready for that shit. Um, but yes, fuck Trump, fuck him, his mama, and his daddy.
episode. You made it to the end of the show. Um, what I'm trying to do on the end of my episodes is just answer 10 questions within 30 seconds. Ambitious? Very. Am I going to make it? Probably not. Are you going to listen? Hopefully. But um, welcome to 1030, and I'm just going to go ahead and jump right on in. Let me start this little countdown. Well, timer, stopwatch, whatever. Ready, set, go. First question. Who had the best vocals on Mariah's new song? Uh, ooh, between Jennifer and Mariah. They both were great. Jennifer, I'll give Jennifer. She went off, but Mariah had her moments. Um, two, our hot dog sandwiches. This shit was fucking hilarious. Because the answer is, I don't fucking know. I think they are. But I don't know. The bread isn't split at the bottom. And if you're eating hot dogs with, like, split buns, you're fucking weird. So, actually, no. It's not. Is Lion Queen the best movie ever by Disney? No, I'm good. Um, here we go. Doggy style or missionary and why? This two-part question. Uh, missionary, more intimate. Um, is good help hard to find? Apparently so, sis. You asking this question. Um, and we're in a pandemic. Something ain't right. But I hope that gets together. Um, number six. Do you know you ain't shit? Been new, well aware. Y'all listeners, you're pretty aware now. Number seven. What's one word you use to describe yourself? I use fun a lot. I use silly, a good time, things along that. I would say fun, though. That kind of sums who I am up as a person. Um, number eight, what's one thing that would make me happy no matter what? Getting on a roller coaster right now. I literally asked Carolyn's and King's Dominion if they can open this shit up. I'm way over 30 seconds. And uh, <laughs> let's see. Can you twerk the gospel music for Jesus? I do it every Sunday when I turn on my playlist. Number 10, do you mind tight spaces? The answer to that is it depends on what it is. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, y'all. I don't know how I'm going to do this shit. I threw it together today and did it because I was in the mood. But uh, thanks for checking it out. And I will see y'all next time. Peace.